Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. You are now listening to Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. In South Africa, in celebration of Youth Day, hundreds of young people in South Africa marched to the union buildings to deliver a memorandum voicing a series of concerns. They chanted, danced, and sang struggle songs as they made their way to the union buildings from Loftus-Fairsfeld Stadium. More than 90 organizations participated in the march, organized by the Ahmed Katrada Foundation. A barricade separated King Khoisan SA from the pupils while he educated them about Khoisan traditions at the union buildings. In November 2019, King Khoisan SA made the arduous 1,200km journey by foot from the Eastern Cape to stage a protest at the union buildings. Staying in South Africa, a theatrical demonstration was held just outside of Alexander Bay on June 25th by Namakoi Productions and the Sandrift Youth from the Richtersveld. The demonstration was held to show the opposition of indigenous communities to the proposed Buhubai Green Hydrogen Project, which is a special economic zone. The demonstration took place outside the venue of a training workshop for the project, and local community members joined 15 performing activists in protest. According to Gerald Kluter, a performing arts activist from Sandruff, the government did not consult them about the project, and no meaningful public participation processes were conducted. News from Indonesia, Indonesia's parliament voted on June 30th to create new provinces in its underdeveloped region of Papua, a move critics fear could undermine the standing of the region's indigenous populations. The South Asian nation's easternmost region, currently split between Papua and West Papua, will now be divided into five provinces, with the addition of South Papua, Central Papua, and Highland Papua. The Indonesian government says that the decision will help spur development, improve public service delivery, and create more opportunities for Papuans to become civil servants in the resource-rich area that remains one of the country's poorest regions. The government of Taiwan has recently launched a joint trade pact with indigenous entrepreneurs. According to the Council of Indigenous Peoples, Taiwan shared a stage with Canada, New Zealand, and Australia to inaugurate a new multilateral mechanism aimed at empowering indigenous peoples to set up businesses globally. The Indigenous Peoples Economic and Trade Cooperation Arrangement and International Trade Framework for Indigenous Entrepreneurs was launched on June 22nd by Global Affairs Canada, which oversees Canada's international engagement. Staying with Indigenous Peoples News, according to AIPPnet.org, Global climate pledges will be derailed if indigenous peoples' rights are not recognized, according to a new study by Asia Indigenous Peoples Pact. Indigenous peoples' rights to their lands, forests, waters, and territorial management are also critical to the success of the international framework to address climate change. The Bonn Climate Change Conference was held over two weeks in June with the goal of stepping up commitments and plans related to climate change. According to a press release on June 6th by AIPP, a report from 10 countries, Bangladesh, Canada, India, Indonesia, Malaysia, Myanmar, Nepal, Philippines, Thailand and Vietnam demonstrates that global climate commitments will not be effective unless local realities are considered. To the Americas now, in the Yichkasis micro-region, the Chuch, 
Kwanjobal and Ateco Mayan populations received good news on March 31st. Inter-American Development Bank has pulled its financing from two hydroelectric plants in Guatemala owned by the Castillo Hermanos Corporation, a collection of family businesses that form part of Guatemala's oligarchy. These projects began construction in 2013 amid complaints of human rights violations against the three Mayan groups living along the Guatemala-Mexico border. And in Colombia, human rights defenders call on the government of Colombia to assist and protect the authorities and the population of the indigenous reserve. Las Delicias and Municipality of Buenos Aires located in the Norte de Alcoca region. The Institute of Studies for Development and Peace and the Association of Indigenous Councils of North Coca, or the ACIN, spoke against violent attacks of inhabitants of the indigenous reservation by armed groups which have left at least two people dead. There is an imminent threat to life for the communities in the Delicias shelter. We urge authorities to monitor and oppose the continuous violation of human rights. Joe Soka posted on his Twitter account. And lastly, in Peru, the autonomous territorial government of the Wampis Nation reiterated its call to the authorities to form a high-level multi-sectoral commission to confront illegal logging and other environmental crimes. So far, the government and its ministries have not responded to the call for the aforementioned proposal that would allow joint planning and development of strategies. These calls were issued after the arrival in recent weeks of hundreds of illegal loggers in Wampis territory who have threatened the leaders who oppose their activity. This conflict escalated after members of the Wampis nation intercepted and subsequently withheld shipments of food on various boats which led them to ask the authorities for support. That is all for this edition of Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. For more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter.